0: Dennis Evans is a Louisville Cardinal on Sunday afternoon top 20 2023 prospect Dennis Evans committed to Kenny Payne and the Louisville Cardinals we'll talk about that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast stay tuned you are locked on Louisville your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day hey what's going on everyone welcome into another episode of the locked on the Louisville podcast I'm your host Dalton Pence I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports want to take this time to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day just a reminder the locked on the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week your team every day on Sunday afternoon top 20 2023 Prospect Dennis Evans committed to Kenny Payne and the Louisville Cardinals. We'll talk about the significance of that commitment. We'll also talk about five-star 2024 prospect Trenton Flowers making his commitment later this week and how significant it would be if he were to choose the Cardinals. And then to conclude the show, we will dive into a weekly mailbag. So beginning with the big news on Sunday, uh, Dennis Evans, the top 20 2023 prospect that had just actually was making an official visit this weekend committed to the Cardinals. Some big time news for a program that needs some solid recruiting momentum. Um, This was a recruitment to where Dennis Evans asked for his release from his national letter of intent just a couple weeks ago from the Minnesota program was granted that release. um, And, Had a couple of programs reach out. He had an unofficial visit to – it was an SEC school. I forget who it was. Was it Auburn that got that unofficial visit? It was like a one-day visit. Um, I apologize for not knowing where that was. Um, I think it was Auburn. Regardless, he took an official visit uh, this past week and then – uh, scheduled an official visit for Louisville has been here all weekend. And before the weekend has ended, Dennis Evans is a Louisville Cardinal, um, a big recruitment for the Cardinals. Number one, this is Kenny Payne's first major recruiting victory of his head coaching tenure here at Louisville. Um, sure he has gotten some solid prospects in the past. He got, uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield out of the transfer portal. Um, Got a player like Devin Ree, Curtis Williams Jr., um, had Kamari Lands and Caleb Glenn both reaffirmed their commitments to the Cardinals program. But this is the first, I would say, high-profile recruitment that is within the top 30 prospects in the country to commit to Louisville since Kenny Payne has been here. <laughs> um, and I think that, obviously, let me go ahead and say, sure this is a very very significant commitment for the coaching staff that doesn't take away you know the notion that the success still has to come on the court you know you have to get the wins and losses so as solid as your recruiting momentum is you still have to get those victories but the next season's not until next november so i understand those people that say well does it really matter if um you know the team can't win the games well I mean, if you're going to go down that route and say, well, it's all about winning games, of course it is. You know, When we talked about Scott Satterfield having an electric um, recruiting bit of momentum in that 2023 class from January to the fall, we were talking about, okay, the recruiting momentum is definitely needed. It's a surge of energy into this program that's definitely needed. But you still have to win the games, and that applies for basketball as well. I mean, that goes without saying. That's what I'm trying to get at. It goes without saying. Sure, you have to win the games. That that's a given. But um, this is a solid recruitment um, for the Cardinals on the court. Um, you know, Evans, seven foot one, two hundred and ten pounds, from Riverside, California. Uh, As a junior, averaged just about 12 points per game, about 10 rebounds, and 7 blocks per game. I mean, that is incredible. Uh, One of the best rim protectors in the 2023 class. He is ranked on 24-7 as the 18th best prospect in the country. Uh, But he has kind of fallen down the rankings a little bit. In the composite, he's 38th nationally. On, On three, he is 71st. That's a big shocker, Um, not, Um, but there's a couple of accolades um, that I want to read off. Um, Let's see. He helped the 2022 USA Basketball men's U-17 national team win the gold medal at the World Cup, Um, but absolutely solid. Um, I knew TCU was going to try to get back in the mix here. Uh just an overall solid commitment. I think that what you're expecting from Dennis Evans next season, I think that he's going to provide a defensive spark right away. Um, very, very solid rim protector, you know, seven foot one going to be able to use his length. Um, he'll need to continue to add weight, only 210 pounds. Um, but we've seen, you know, guys over seven feet tall, uh, like Chet Holmgren, um, other uh seven-footers that don't have a lot of weight yet still be premier shot blockers. Now I'm not saying that Dennis Evans is Chet Holmgren, but I'm saying that it's possible for a a guy that isn't necessarily going to be as strong as some of the guys he's going to go up against next year, be able to compensate for that lack of strength with, you know, that uh, vertical height with that, um, you know, length and size. So um, I think that immediately he's going to be a solid rim protector. And that's something that Louisville has needed for the past couple seasons, uh, especially this past season, didn't really have a, Rim protector. I think that that's going to be a breath of fresh air for this program and for this team. Being able to um, you know have a rim protector right away on ball defense. I think you know he is a pretty mature shot blocker and not so much of um, you know player that gambles a ton on the defensive end. I think that he is very grounded as a shot blocker. What I mean by that is he doesn't take a lot of gambles. um, Is very mature, very instinctive. Um, is able to read opposing offenses and, uh, you know, be able to block shots that way. If that makes sense, I feel like um, that is a little bit confusing of how I said that, but uh, doesn't take a lot of gambles. He's not an accidental shot blocker, if that makes any sense. So defensively, I think he's going to bring a big-time spark for the Cardinals. Um, Obviously, very solid size, moves well for his size as well. Um, I think that in transition, I'm not saying that he's going to be a guy that is going to be able to, um, you know, be, you know, going coast to coast with the basketball, but I think that he moves well enough for his size that he could be involved in transition. Offensively speaking is where there's some question marks. I think that immediately, um, he's going to see the court due to him being a rim protector. Uh, is he going to start? I'm not sure, but is he going to play, um, somewhat of a solid role on this team? Yes, at the very least. I'm not saying he's going to be a star, all-American, lottery pick year one. I'm saying that he's going to be a guy that's utilized for his defense right away, and then you're banking on that offensive potential. You know, he's shown the ability to hit the deep ball. He's a lefty, um, has a pretty smooth shooting form for his size and for his position. Um, isn't going to be relied upon to be a outside shooter, but can hit that shot down. Um, is pretty raw in terms of you know, post game on offense, I think he needs to continue to refine that skill set. Um and, you know, be able to utilize the instruction of Kenny Payne and Danny Manning to be able to do that. Um I think that offensively he's probably going to probably strictly be a guy that lives around the rim. Um a you know, player that is a put back type of production has a putback type of production to where it's you know basically okay um you know getting lobs around the rim or getting putbacks um and then hopefully by year 2 you're starting to see that offensive game progress but at this point in time i think that um you know a mainly defensive player and that whatever he, he gives you offensively is definitely going to be pretty solid but um the cardinals now at 12 of 13 scholarships have been filled. Um, Obviously, if you pay attention to the episodes, uh, we have the episode where we're talking about the three players, Fabio Basili, Devin Ray, and Kamari Lance transferring out. So there currently is one scholarship available. I know everything's fluid at the moment because there's going to definitely be more players entering the portal. And obviously – um you know, the Dennis Evans recruitment was expected, but um, you never know what the transfer portal and how unexpected things can get. So very solid addition. I'm excited. I think we have to understand that he may be a project offensively, but, um, you know, definitely solid to add one of the nations or one of the recruiting classes' top shot blockers to a defense that didn't necessarily have that last year. So uh, moving right on along, we're going to talk about five star 2024 prospect Trenton Flowers. He is scheduled to make his commitment here in the next um, week on March 17th. We'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite. I'll be voting for the Cookies and Cream bar. Um, You should do the same because it's elite. Um, when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You have to try Built; it's the best protein bar ever. What Built? What makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Hey, Cardinal fans, grab your bracket. Go listen to the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown with national analysis and the insights from our local experts. The Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Locked On College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, heading into the second segment of the show, discussing five-star 2024 prospect Trenton Flowers, setting his commitment day March 17th, I believe like 5.30 in the evening, Um, but a prospect that the Cardinals have been um, involved with for quite some time. He's been on campus multiple times over the past couple of months, over the past season, and the Cardinals are right into the mix. Um, Ranked as a top 25 prospect, Trenton Flowers has set his commitment date and um, a commitment from... Uh, Trenton Flowers would be a big-time recruiting swing for the Cardinals in the 2024 class. Looking at the schools also in the mix, along with Louisville, you have Alabama, Arkansas, Kansas, North Carolina. Also, I believe Creighton is in that mix as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yes, Alabama, Arkansas, Creighton, Kansas, Louisville, and North Carolina. He had this to say about the Cardinals I went there on a visit for Louisville live and the atmosphere was crazy it was a good place to be and I have been there multiple times and it is a great place coach Nolan Smith has been recruiting me since he was at Duke and then he went to Louisville there was no doubt in his mind to keep recruiting me I have also been able to build a good relationship with coach Kenny Payne and the rest of the sat and the rest of the staff um, so it's a good place and their fans are crazy retweet that is very true that obviously that quote comes from the article from 247sports.com writer Travis Branham uh kind of looking throughout the rationale between, behind the other uh coaching staffs um it seemed to me it seems to me that the coaching relationships are pretty prioritized for this recruitment um flowers is a five star He's listed as a small forward, but uh, plays more like a combo guard, like a 2-3 hybrid, 6'8", 210-pound native of Charlotte, North Carolina, is a star for Combine Academy. Um, Played, I believe, in the state of Kentucky at some point this past uh, winter um, against, I think... DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw, but um, nonetheless, I think that this recruitment would be solid and significant for the University of Louisville because it allows you to continue that recruiting momentum. Not only would you get a a uh, borderline five-star level player on Sunday in Dennis Evans. If you were to follow that up the next Friday, not even a week later, and beginning to um, you know create some momentum in the 2024 class. I know you have TJ Robinson committed, but um, this is no disrespect to Robinson, but in the most recent 24-7 sports rankings, he's not even a top 15 point guard. Not saying that he's not a diamond in the rough. I'm saying from a strictly recruiting momentum standpoint, um, Trenton Flowers' commitment has the opportunity to, you know, get this class on the upswing and allow them to, um, you know, just continue to create that momentum. I think that um, this would be huge. Well, you're saying, well, he's a wing. We don't need any more wings. You have to understand this is the 2024 class. This is not this upcoming year's team. This is next year's team you don't build based upon what your current roster is like. You know, your class two years from now isn't, you know, taking into consideration what next year's team is like, or what, I'm sorry, what this past year's team is. So um, I think that, yeah, I mean, of course, just like the last segment, you have to understand it's all about wins and losses, you know, getting a lot of recruits. I mean, you could have, five five five-star recruits and if you're not doing anything with those recruits if you're not having the level of success that you need to be having if you're not making deep tournament runs does it truly matter I mean sure getting five-star prospects is great but if you're not you know if you don't have the success to show for it I mean it's all a moot point at the end of the day so I understand those that say well I'm not feeling too confident. Yeah, the recruiting is great, but you still have to get the victory. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens in year two. Obviously, um, the verdict is still out on um, you know the level of success that can be obtained in year two and then thus in year three. But if they were to get a, re- a recruitment or a commitment, I should say, from Trenton Flowers, that would be big time, just being able to create some much-needed recruiting momentum for a program that just, let's be honest, it needs it. Um, and it would uh, be solid for Kenny Payne. I mean, he's been criticized a lot, uh, and maybe rightfully so, having four wins and lack of recruiting success, but getting two five star level talents in one week, I mean, that would still be pretty solid, uh, you know, being able to try to create that momentum. So I personally don't know where he's leaning. There's no crystal ball projection for Trenton Flowers. I know that Louisville has as good of a shot as anyone. Um, I think that if I looked at the schools that probably were offering the biggest competition, I think Creighton is a big-time um, competitor in this recruitment. I, I think it's probably Creighton, um, Alabama, and North Carolina would probably be the three that I'm worried about the most. Um, I, you know, I think that you know Kansas could be in the mix, but I haven't necessarily heard much from the Kansas side of things. Um, that would suggest to me that he's leaning that way. Granted, I don't know because uh, I don't have too much inside information. But I will tell you that this is not to say that Louisville will be the choice, but they have as good of a shot as any other team in the recruitment for this uh, prospect. So um, There's also the question, well, Trenton Flowers is a five-star. What if he were to reclassify into the 2023 class and join the team for next season? Okay, here's my thing. Look back on all of the reclassifications over the past 10 years. You could not find me over five reclassifications that truly, truly worked out. I'm not saying that they didn't go on to be successful, but I think that you hear reclass and you're thinking, okay, five-star player is going to reclassify I think you have to understand that doesn't historically that doesn't work out the best. We've seen it time and time again. Um, you know, Christian Lander being one of those uh type of prospects from uh you know the state of Indiana that ended up going to Indiana. Um, you know, some other guys in the mix. Um Derek Thornton is a player that Louisville fans should know a lot about, ended up going to Duke and ended up transferring from Duke. I mean, you sure you have your top 10 players that a handful of them maybe have gone on to be decent reclassifications in year one, but for the most part, I mean, a lot of times it doesn't pan out the way that it's expected to. Uh, Trenton flowers is a great player. Um, I think he needs to continue to develop as, Honestly, all the five stars need to. But a top 25 player, I would rather have him for the 2024 class and the 2024-25 season. So um, ultimately, I think it, it looks good on paper, but I think I would rather Wolvald address the, the needs and the open opportunities via the transfer portal and not have to you know, focus on too many true freshmen to come in and provide Pretty significant production right away. So ultimately, look, I think that um, I think that it's going to be an interesting situation. I think at the end of the day, it's all about getting the commitment. Um, but on top of that, I, I wouldn't necessarily bank on reclassification. I mean, it could happen, uh, but I would rather go uh, with veteran presence in, in, through the portal to fill the needs. So. Um, To conclude the show, we'll dive into the weekly mailbag. Before we do that, uh, I want to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. the NBA season has just about a month left, uh, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Uh, for me, um, I always like to see where the stars of the league are projected. Guys like Damian Lillard, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, especially Jason Tatum. I feel like he does a good job of honestly getting the over on his numbers. And Mikkel Bridges has been very hot for the Brooklyn Nets over the past seven or eight games. So he's one to focus on as well. So do yourself a favor. Don't miss out on the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, heading into the final segment, diving into the weekly mailbag. Um, The first one is centered around the 2024 recruiting class. Go figure here with um, discussing the 2024 class just now. Does Louisville have a good chance with top 10 prospects Carter Bryant and Carter Knox? Um, Does the commitment of Trenton Flowers sway their recruitments I don't think it sways them Um, I think that Louisville has a relationship there with the Knox family you know with Kenny Payne having recruited Kevin Knox down in Tampa when he went to Kentucky Um, but I think honestly if Kentucky wants Carter Knox and it becomes a Louisville Kentucky battle I'm not necessarily confident that the Cardinals are going to come out on top and as opposed to Carter Bryant I think um, you know I I think that Louisville's in the But I, I don't necessarily feel as um I don't feel as confident. I think um, you know, Arizona is a team that has gotten um, an official visit just a couple weeks ago. He visited Gonzaga. You wonder if he's going to stay on the West Coast. If he does come to the East Coast, well, you have to look at Duke as a possible option there and how well they've been at recruiting five stars. So um I think that they're independent um you know, trends, I think that a commitment from Trenton Flowers, I mean, sure, maybe top talent wants to go to play with top talent. And maybe, um, you know, it shows other prospects that, hey, look, I committed here, so you can too. But I don't necessarily think that it sways too much in the grand scheme of things. So moving right on along into college basketball, the Cardinals have opened up. OK, well, it says they've opened up two spots. so I'm going to go ahead and correct it to one spot here. Um what is the maximum number of scholarships that you think that this team can open? I mean the maximum I don't necessarily know. I think that if you're playing like the most radical uh form of, you know, um hypotheticals here, you're looking at okay, um maybe Only about two to three players return from the team and maybe a guy like Karan Davis looks to go elsewhere, but I don't know why he would. Um, So I think that the most amount of scholarships that they can open would probably be maybe five more, you know, four recruits coming in, three players returning. And I guess that would be six. So, yeah. Five more, I mean, but I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I think they're going to have multiple players come back. So, all right. Do you think that there's a bigger chance of Brandon Huntley Hatfield or Jalen Withers returning for next year's team? I would say Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Um, I think that, um, you know, Withers has been a guy that has been with this program for nearly four seasons now. So maybe, you know, with not a – huge amount of eligibility left. Maybe he looks to go elsewhere, get a change of scenery and, um, you know, go to a, a different program. Um, I think that Brandon Huntley Hatfield, um, you know, this will be his third year in college basketball and he reclassified, uh, in the 2021 class. So I think maybe, you know, there's an avenue for him to play a lot this year. So I'm going to go with Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Heading on into football. Okay. This is an interesting question. Uh, um, who is the most slept on incoming transfer for this team for this season? That's a good question. Um, that's actually a really, really good question. Uh, the most slept on transfer. I mean, here's the thing about it is, I mean, I think you have your you know your main guys that get talked about a lot, like Marquise Groves, Killebrew, Jamari Thrash, Stephen Heron. Um, you know, so on and so forth. So I don't necessarily know how to answer that. But I think that, in my opinion, the guy that might be flying under the radar the most would be a guy like, um, I mean, I don't know. I'd probably say Gilbert Frierson, I think, from Miami, had over 100 tackles in his career for the Hurricanes. Um, you know, talking to a couple of Miami fans, they said, you know, very talented player just didn't necessarily fit in with uh, what Mario Cristobal wanted to do down in Miami was a better fit with the previous coaching staff. Um, so I think a player that you know plays a versatile position as an outside linebacker, a safety hybrid, you know, in a 4-2 base defensive package, could definitely have some solid success. So I'm going to go with Gilbert Frierson here. Final question, Malik Cunningham, there's been rumors of him trying out at wide receiver. Do you think that that would be the best move for him? No. I'm not even going to entertain that. Um, I think it's disrespectful for Malik. Um, I think that you know he is as good as some of the quarterbacks that a lot of people are going after in like rounds three through four. Um, So no, I'm I'm not going to sit here and even entertain that. I think that he is a quarterback in the NFL. Um, Now whether or not um, you know he's going to be a starter, I I mean. Probably not. I think that he's probably – I think the best thing for him is to go to the right situation where he's able to, you know, learn under a very successful NFL quarterback to, um, you know, be able to continue to increase that pocket awareness, be able to increase that, um, you know, ability to hit the receivers in stride in the intermediate sections of the field, you know, 12 to 20 yards downfield. Um But, I mean, he's got the talent, very solid deep ball passer, very solid uh, ability to get out and run when he needs to. And that is a skill set that is really being, um, you know, um, it's it's really being emphasized, you know, in, in the modern NFL. You know, you see guys like Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson um, you know, so on and so forth that are able to utilize their legs and, and churn out yards. So, um, I think he's a quarterback in the NFL. I'm not sure how high his ceiling is going to be. Um, but I hope that he ends up making, um, you know, a final roster by this time next year, but, uh, we will see. So, uh, but that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here. Very.